0: on BYU Sports Nation Bowl Game Impact. How the outcome of the Poinsettia Bowl will alter BYU football's 2016 season. We go two-on-one
1: with BYU senior offensive lineman Parker Daw. What are his plans to ride off into the sunset after a hopeful victory in San Diego?
0: Yeah. Plus, New York Times best-selling author Jeff Benedict, his experience with BYU alumni superstars at Monday Night Football. Let's go!
1: This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and
0: BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation, L-I-V-E in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, December 13th, wherever and however you're dialed in, Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU Sports Nation's watered-down version of Frank Caliendo, Jerem Jordan. I'm not even close to that. That's why I said watered-down version.
1: Like, if I was gasoline, I'd have, like, a drop of petroleum and just be straight up water (laughs) compared
0: to to that. Well, you've got that one solid drop of water in uh, your bucket, right? The ocean is made of many drops, Spencer. Yesterday, Jerem had a very validating experience in front of Ty Detmer, no less. Explain to the people, Jerem, what didn't,
1: happened. I didn't need this, but this was nice. It's nice when a Heisman Trophy winner validates you in some way. He said, I'm a tremendous athlete and really good looking. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. Um, after his interview... With the media, he said, you should have just had Jerem do it. He has the voice down. No,
0: no, do it in the Ty Detmer voice. You should
1: have just had Jerem do it. He's got Jamal, the voice down. Jamal is going to run the ball, y'all. <laughs> Ty Detmer. I love that he's back, just, just for my sake, just so I can impersonate him more.
0: When I was walking through the football offices Jamal? after uh, some pre-bowl game interviews with players and Coach hey, Shitake, he saw me in the hall and he said, hey, jerem has got it down pretty well. So this is the second time yes. in a week, man. I did something. And then I responded with something like, Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, fourth and nineteen to Jerem. Yeah, that's our play call.
0: <laughs> it is rather good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Empey Thank validated it you. as well yesterday. I needed that. I needed I needed
1: the leader of the big uglies <laughs> to validate.
0: Is there anybody else on the staff that you can imp- like that? Is worth impersonating? It's it's pretty much only Ty Detmer, right? Because it's so yeah. Deke. No,
1: yeah, yeah. No, no one else is. I I want to work on Reno though, because I love Reno. Yeah, yeah. Reno yeah. would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> I I could probably do Jack Demoni. <laughs> yeah. <I'll> <laughs> how did we forget Jack? Oh, Spence, Jerome, Spence, hi man! Jack. I am hey! Jack Mooney! Hey! hey, what's up? How you yeah, doing, brother? You? Spence, how are you,
0: Spence man? What's how, up, man? How are you,
1: man? <laughs> Great game today. <laughs> I love
0: James. Hey hey, hey hey
1: hey Spence He said to me one day after practice, he goes, Hey, do you know uh up at KSL the techies? And I was like, Who are the who are the techy techies? No? He's like, The Tickety I was like, Oh, come on, man. Classic Jack, Jack Mooney. Jack, he'll get you. <laughs> that's
0: just Jack being Jack Spencer. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Today marks bowl game practice number four Let's for go. BYU football as they continue preparation for Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl, December 21st. As he has all year, offensive coordinator Ty Detmer says BYU wants to establish the run.
1: You know, we're going to go in and try to establish the run, and, and then uh, you know, if they're down in the box, we'll, we'll throw it. So you're always in that mode of taking what the defense gives you.
0: Post-practice so, interviews in mode. available on Facebook.com slash BYUtvSports at one thirty Eastern. I can confirm that was actually Ty Detmer's That speaking, was Ty Detmer. was and it not Jerem Jordan. Yeah, it wasn't me. By the way, we're everywhere, people, with BYU football. We got you covered. Check it out. Facebook.com slash BYUtvSports, 1.30 Eastern.
2: Harding has it stolen by Davis. Out to Haas, to Mika. Eric
1: Mika is West Coast Conference Player of the Week, y'all. He averaged 22 points, eight and a half boards, five assists, and two blocks a game last week. The five assists thing sticks out quite a bit because I think he set a new career high with like four on Wednesday. So he averaged five because he had six on Saturday, a new career high. Boom. He's, finding, he's getting doubled, and he's finding the open man, which if is great. If
0: the BYU guards make three-pointers, Eric Mika will have a ton of assists relative to a big man.
1: Yeah, that's great. So uh, that's the second nod for Eric Mika as the WCC Player of the Week.
0: Well done, Eric. Say no to food poisoning. Cougars in the NFL. Who's like saying yes to that? <laughs> Highlighted by Monday Night Football. Dennis Pitta of the Baltimore Ravens had four catches for 18 yards. Kyle Van Noy had four tackles for the New England Patriots. Well, well. In a 30-23 New England win last night. Author Jeff Benedict was in Foxborough to soak in the scene. We'll talk to him in about 25 minutes.
1: And Women's soccer assistant coach Chris Watkins is the new head coach of the Gonzaga women's soccer team. Don't
0: leave us, Chris!
1: Too late. He's been with BYU since 1996 with the women's program for almost as long with the men's team as well. I personally uh, got to know Chris covering the women's soccer team here back in 06, and I worked with the men's soccer team as a sports information director for a couple of years. So Gonzaga's getting a really good coach. Oh man, He's been kind of the, the technical guy for BYU soccer for a long time. An assistant coach on the top five team getting plucked is not a surprise at all. But Chris Watkins, moving on to Gonzaga, he'll stay in the conference. So a little awkward that way. You'll see him a lot, but it'll be fun that way.
0: Great, dude. Congratulations yeah, to Chris. Cool. Uh, we have appreciated what he's done for BYU Sports. for sure. Rise and shine. It's time for What's Trending. You're
2: talking about it, and so are we. It's
0: What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Bowl game impact. What would a bowl game win mean for BYU football? Listen to ESPN's Trevor Maddich.
3: It would be astonishing. you guys. We, we talked, the three of us, early in the
1: season about how if BYU was able to win seven games against this schedule with a, a new coaching staff, new systems on both sides of the ball, offense and defense, that it would be a, a terrific season. And if they won eight, it would be one of the best coaching jobs at BYU in recent memory. Well, they won eight, and they have a chance to go one better and make it nine.
0: Maddich Monday never disappointing. BYU football seeks a ninth win in what has been a teeth grinding, stress riddled, largely unpredictable roller coaster ride of a 2016 season. Not only that, but the Cougars are working for an eighth win in the last nine games after a one and three start. Beat Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl, and voila, nine wins. For a second consecutive season, Jeremy, I feel a stat of the day coming on. It's the BYU Sports Nation
1: stat of the day. BYU hasn't had consecutive nine plus win seasons since 2008 09.
0: It's been seven years since it's, the Max Hall Denis Harvey Unga, Austin Cauley era, right? Yep. Yep. So if BYU beats Wyoming, they would have back to back nine win seasons, which would be great. Other than obtaining. The discussed ninth win this game has several layers to it for example it presents a an, like an old, onion whack mountain west rival let's be honest the cowboys fan base in large part despises byu and all that it represents byu Wait, what i'm telling they do <laughs> no one does that byu has lost three straight bowl games it's important to end that streak The Cougars are a a seven-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Mm. Then there's the Wyoming side. They have eight wins, like BYU. The Cowboys haven't won nine games since 1996. Oh, I remember that year. And BYU and Wyoming met in the WAC championship in Vegas that year. This is maybe Wyoming's best team in, like, 20 years. No joke. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Okay, There, there is a lot on the line for them as well. And this is Kalani Satake's first chance to win a postseason game at BYU. As I just mentioned, the Cougars have struggled in the recent past. They have lost three straight. All of that factors into today's Twitter question.
1: How will the outcome of the BYU Bowl game affect your view on the 2016 season? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Nick Lee 51 A lot, not just for, not just for a win or loss, but how Mangum looks in this offense and to see if we are still better than the Mountain West.
0: Yeah, the personnel is another layer, right? Because Tanner Mangum yeah. is the quarterback. I think there's
1: a lot of focus on next year in this game. I I liked what Trevor Maddox said uh, yesterday about not worrying about the future, this just is take not, care of
0: business. This is not the game to showcase Tanner Mangum's yeah. potential for next year. This is his opportunity to take care of business and just win. It's
1: like when the regular season ends, it's like, all right, next year, let's get ready for next year. All these practices are for next year. Uh, yes, but no, like – the future is overrated, largely. It, Everyone talks about the the future. The fi- Live in the present. Take care of right now, and then the future will uh, be
0: better, right?
1: The future. The fu- It's not about the Lone Peak 3 next year. How about this season? How about right now? How about this game Saturday? You know what I mean?
0: From an outside perspective, like from a distance, if you're on the East Coast and not invested in BYU football, you look and think... Well, really, what's the difference between 8-5 and five and 9-4? and four?
1: Not a lot. Na- nationally, no, like, no, no difference, almost.
0: But let's peel away those layers and discuss, because to us, it feels like a major difference. How will the outcome of the BYU Bowl game affect your view, Jerem, of the 2016 season?
1: it affects it a lot because we cover BYU we're not a third party observer we're a first party right you only play 13 games so every game matters a lot right you, you could argue if you're not rele- you're not you're irrelevant if you're not ranked you, you could make that argument that's pretty true but but that's without context. But here's the context of this season. But
0: BYU was ranked according to Las Vegas, Jerem. <laughs> nice.
1: Yes. The schedule is very challenging, right? Six power five schools, four in a row to start the season, three on the road, seven games decided by seven or less, an overtime game with an SEC team. Yeah. This was a challenging schedule, right? Kalani Satake's first year. New offense. New defense. With that in mind... In uh, a quarterback coming off a third season-ending injury, now BYU starting its backup, and now playing a uh, team hungry to win a bowl game. They've only been to five in the last uh, or four in the last twenty-three years. They haven't won nine games in two decades. This reminds me of 08 Arizona, hungry to be back there. Hopefully is not bored with it. This isn't Vegas like your three was or four. Favored
0: in that game as yeah. well.
1: I think because it's Kalani Satake's year. BYU will be, first year, BYU will be invested. they motivated. With, it's with, different. With all yeah. of that in mind, getting nine wins is a tr- would be a tremendous accomplishment for everyone involved and would help kick BYU into an offseason where they're playing yet again a challenging schedule. So I think the difference between eight and nine is, is big in this case.
0: First and foremost, and I'm going to rewind to something I said to you and Jason Shepard the day after BYU lost to Boise State, that heartbreaker by one point on the blue. And I said, BYU's going to win the next five straight, and they're going to finish the season ranked. Okay? I was They've won four straight. They have a chance to win five straight. But because of the level of competition and the way things have shaken out, Wyoming's not a ranked team like we kind of hoped they would be, or BYU's bowl game opponent for that matter.
1: Yeah, San Diego State's not ranked either, even if it had been them.
0: Still. I feel right now the difference between nine wins and eight wins is the difference between BYU deserving top 25 consideration and not. If BYU wins eight of nine and they finish nine and four, when you consider the four losses happening by the well ad nauseum discussed eight combined points.
1: You need 12 to win those games, by the way. No one's talked about that part.
0: Three of those losses on the road. And as Jerem often says, not all losses are created equal. There's no such thing as a good loss, but no such thing. There is such thing as, well, you can you can lose less respect if you play well yeah. in some of those games. Sure. point is 9 wins would feel fantastic because the Cougars would have ripped off 8 of the last 9 and for the first time since 2008-2009 finished back-to-back seasons with 9 wins. I think if BYU wins 9 games and you consider the four losses to the quality of opponent that they had, they do deserve some top twenty-five consideration. I'll Cons- be shocked sure. if they don't receive at least a few votes if they beat yeah. Wyoming and finish nine and four. Consideration.
1: BYU's not finishing ranked. Um,
0: no, they needed to be receiving votes at this point. They've received
1: that. 0.0 votes in both polls,
0: which is crazy, right? They're thirty-second in the Football <laughs> yeah. Power Index. You can't go from no votes to
1: ranked like no. It just doesn't. You happen.
0: have unless you beat the number one team in the country. Right.
1: Yeah. And and last year I looked at last year. So percentage of teams that finished with nine wins.
3: Thirty-six right? percent oh, okay. of,
1: of all teams with nine all teams of college football okay finished with with uh, sorry yeah thirty-six percent of teams with that many wins right how many teams was was that eleven there were eleven teams that finished with nine exactly nine wins interesting yeah okay. so and only uh, and and twenty-seven percent of those uh, you know had a chance to finish ranked there's not been a team outside of the current power five conferences that has finished ranked with single digit wins since West Virginia in 08 and they were in the Power Power 6 conference the Big East in the Big East. So to to finish top 25 BYU has got to finish with 10 wins in the future just as a reference, right? So what what it means is if BYU 9 and 4, we'd feel good it's it's not about the national relevance and perspective at this point. It's about how do BYU fans feel about it about BYU this year. And I think if BYU finishes with 9, it'd be good. Here's the thing. The loss would be more effect, uh, would have a bigger uh, effect than a win. A loss would be like, oh, we, BYU lost to a Mountain West team in Wyoming to finish the year. BYU that is would be expected
0: bad. to win. Yes. And they have not yes. lost a game they have been favored to win yes. all
1: year. BYU's won the games they were supposed to win, and they lost the games they were supposed to lose, whatever that means. So, yes,
0: the, the sting would be extra it would be, severe. It
1: would be bad. And Kalani Satake comes from the school of Kyle Whittingham. Kyle Whittingham has lost one bowl game. He goes and wins those games. So I hope Kalani Satake has the same kind of uh, investment in the bowl game that that Utah has. That's something that they do really, really well.
0: So what's the difference between eight and nine? Eight wins, in a weird way, would feel disappointing because of the finish. Yeah. But nine would feel really good.
1: If you were trapped in a basement for the whole season and you just came out and saw nine, you'd be happy. But guess what? People aren't trapped in basements. This isn't criminal <laughs> minds.
0: <laughs> Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. How will a bowl game outcome affect your view of the 2016 season? Up next, New York Times bestselling author Jeff Benedict talks about Steve Young's book and its success. But first, Parker Dahl, we're two-on-one with our hostess Twinkie buddy. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, brought to you in part by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV, our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN and answer the following question. How will the outcome of the BYU Bowl game in San Diego affect your view of the entire 2016 season? Hey, BYU
1: Sports Nation will be uh, in San Diego for full poinsettia bowl game coverage starting this Saturday. A special two-hour show from 6 to 8 Eastern time from the Embarcadero Marina Park North. Oh, that sounds amazing. That
0: was well played on
1: your part. Embarcadero. <laughs> 6 to 8 Eastern, Saturday. Then we'll do the show live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday as well. Uh, countdown to kickoff and the postgame, of course. Uh, coverage from Provo and... Uh, San Diego. If you're local in San Diego, come hang out. If you're local in Provo and you want to come uh, to the pregame show uh, next Wednesday, you can uh, show up for that as well. Uh, It's going to be a ton of fun next week live from San Diego. Excuse me, this week, Saturday. Yeah, this
0: week, Jerem. Get it right. Can't wait. At LJoyce11 answers today's Twitter question. How will the outcome of the BYU Bowl game affect your view of the 2016 season with this response? It'd just be an embarrassment to lose to Wyoming. For this reason, I'm calling it a must-win bowl game. For as well as BYU played
1: against a tough schedule, and the only loss to a non-Power 5 right, being Boise State at Boise State, BYU needs to win this game.
0: Would it be embarrassing, though? This is a team that beat to Boise State and San Diego State.
1: And lost to UNLV in New Mexico. Uh, for BYU fans, yes.
0: Embarrassing?
1: Yes. To BYU fans, yes. Disappointing. They don't see 8-5 and five in the, their best year in a while. They just see Wyoming. They just see Wyoming. I'm asking you. Know you know what the nation? I'm asking you. No, it wouldn't be embarrassing. Not embar- No, embarrassing is losing to Utah Valley in Bass
0: men's hoops. That's embarrassing. Yeah, see th- the difference? This is not that. This is not BYU with a 99% chance, according to... A it's stats seventy-eight
1: percent chance, second best of all the bowl games according to ESPN Football but Power not Index.
0: Ninety-nine, embarrassing up, though. Man. Wow, that's, that's inc- it's not
1: what Dave Rose told us when we were playing catch uh, before the Marriott Center Annex, aka YMJ. Did he tell about-
0: us, or was that more directed at you, Jarem? <laughs> it was hard to know. <laughs> This is embarrassing. <laughs> That's what he said. To us. Yeah, it was to us, let's be
3: honest. Like, wow. This
0: is embarrassing. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't
1: have any lawn anymore. Oh. He, has a, he has a basketball facility.
0: It's better. It's better. Yeah. He's upgraded his uh yard.
1: <laughs> and
0: and roster. It's time for us to go two on one with our hostess Twinkie's buddy, the hostess with the mostest, if you will, on the mm-hmm. offensive line for the Cougars. Parker Daw. We are two on one. After BYU football bowl practice, we're trying to give him the karma so he can ride off into the sunset with a victory over the Cowboys. Parker, here we are, approaching your final football game in a BYU uniform in San Diego in December mm-hmm. against Wyoming. What does this final stand for you mean to you?
2: You know, honestly, it's kind of it's crazy. You know, I didn't think I'd be playing Wyoming and in San Diego for my last game. It's not. How I pictured it but you know I'm really excited and you know I've I've just put everything I've had into this program and into this team and I just feel like I've just put in everything that I have and I'm excited to to go into the last game just kind of having that one last shot mentality and just you know giving everything that I have for the team and uh, I'm sure it's going to be really sad and emotional when the game is coming to an end and you know but i'm I'm really excited hopefully we we pound the cowboys i'll take one of their horses and ride off into the sunset
1: (laughs) you said you didn't plan on this did you plan on playing alabama in the semifinal or something
2: oh yeah yeah that's what we always plan on isn't that what you guys are planning on yeah 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 that's what we said before the season right? where are my blue goggles i believe yes yes, the new year six six. yes we're eight points away you know, you have to have a lead so that's twelve, nuts. right? Yeah, so that's what I was planning on. But you know, it's still good. We had a great season. We're playing a good team, so I'm I'm stoked.
1: The, none of the current players have played in a game against Wyoming. So for kind of older fans, it's like a thing, right? You played Wyoming every year. So yeah. what's been the rhetoric, like if any at all, about? Okay, this used to be a thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, I I didn't. Really, even know that we ever played Wyoming because I'm one of those guys. I never played them, and you're from Pleasant Grove, right? I, yeah, you know, I I was just over there in the Grove, just minding my own business. Just just, I didn't know what was going on in the Grove. <laughs> in the Grove, <laughs> good old Grove Street. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just you know, um, but I think we're approaching it like any other game, um, and you know, obviously there's probably some rivalry and stuff going on, but we're we're gonna face them the same that we face Utah and face. Um, Arizona and you know, all these other teams that were big games, and, and we're going to come out, you know, swinging, and and we're going to, you know, give them our best shot. So,
0: it's clear BYU wants to run the ball, and Ty Detmer reiterated that today uh, during his media availability that look we want to have balance, and Wyoming has shown uh, that they give up some chunks of
2: yardage uh, running the ball. So, what do you expect to do as an offensive line with Jamal Williams? You know we're excited. You know, I mean, I think everyone's seen that Jamal is just that guy is a stud and he runs hard. And uh, Wyoming should be a little nervous because we're going to come at him and we're going to we're going to run the ball hard. And you know we got Tanner in there so we can sling the ball too. And so they're going to have to be on their toes. um, You know to to come at a guy like Jamal and our o lines playing very well. Um, We've we've just become very consistent. We're executing really well and. And I think going into the game, as long as we just keep doing what we've been doing, um, we're going to give them a run for their money, and it's going to be a good game.
1: What are you uh, most excited about doing in San Diego?
2: Man, I am just excited to hang out with my wife and my son and you know, just have a good old time just hanging out at the beach, kind of having a little break from school. It's
1: not like the Grove
2: it's not like the grove at all there, there's, a, there's water there you know, <laughs> you, know? And, you know so we're probably going to spend a lot of time doing that um, my son has never been on a plane before and um, it, at, at, whenever we come back from the games he's always uh, waiting at the airport for us and so he sees the plane land and he's always like daddy daddy I want to go on the plane and so we've been amping him up, and we're like, "Boss, we're we're going on a plane." Nice. And so he's super stoked for that. So
0: hopefully,
1: there's no snakes yeah. on that plane.
2: Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. So, but yeah,
0: Parker, I know you got finals to get <laughs> to. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. This uh, is your first those. final,
2: and you passed. Thank you. You I get an A. It.
1: A plus. It was a pass fail class. It's not that hard. Pass fail class. Yeah, it's not. that hard.
0: pass counts as an A, yeah. Parker. That was
2: my GPA, right? Yeah, 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 we'll
1: we'll talk
0: to them. Yeah, we'll talk to uh, those guys. Oh, great! Best luck with the test. We won't forget the Twinkies. We'll hang out in San Diego.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I hope you guys bring them. I really do. It it might, you know, might be a while before I have another one. So, (laughs) (laughs) thanks, (laughs) thanks. Parker
0: Daw has pushed himself up the power rankings of great interviews on the BYU football team. We should make that one day. The, the internet would def- defend
1: some people. <laughs> 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 what did I make it? Like when we hosted the Y Awards and we started once you start listing things and then you miss something. So we started to. Oh, what a year from this team and this team. Someone's yeah. like, Women's golf We're like, Oh, we forgot
0: them. Yeah, we can't remember shout anything. out to Carrie Roberts who is killing it by the way. They Seriously. Are, they are, they are really good right yeah,
1: now. Yeah, it's borderline illegal how good they are. Oh. Yeah. Oh wow, that good. Yeah.
0: When do we get our title as Pro V1s with uh, the Sailor Cougs? Is that why you just brought that up? (laughs) (laughs) I'm out of golf balls. I know it's December, but hey. Stuff we all get. Christmas presents, right? We all need stuff for the spring when golf season rolls around. But what are you giving, Spencer? That is the question. What am I giving? We're giving this Twitter question.
1: How will the outcome of (laughs) the BYU bowl game affect your view of the 2016 season? That's what we're giving.
0: At Coug Baca leads off the Twitter machine.
2: We tweet.
0: It has got to be a win, says at Kugbaka. How could a loss not negatively affect your view of the 2016 season? It will negatively affect the view because it's a sour taste in your mouth at the end of the season. Regardless of opponent, but it would because it's Wyoming,
1: you want to know why Wyoming doesn't like BYU? Because BYU has the attitude that they do! Because of what Ben Stiller said in Dodgeball. We're better than you! And we know it. That's the
0: attitude that they see. BYU is Globo Jim, okay? BYU is Globo Jim. BYU is Globo Jim to Wyoming. (laughs) Yes, dodgeball is a true underdog story, but some most of the time nobody talks about when Goliath just pounds the heck out of David, right? Listen, Goliath typically slays David. Yes. That was that was the fifteen seat over the two that rarely happens. Eliminates everything else most of the time, right? Yeah.
1: BYU is, listen, BYU better than Wyoming, but they're not Globo Gym better than Wyoming. <laughs> they're not Goliath better than Wyoming. BYU's got to bring it. Wyoming, this, this Wyoming team is, is way dynamic offensively. I think defensively, Wyoming
0: isn't that good. An old wax shootout is what a lot of uh, experts are calling for. BYU's
1: offense is not shootoutable outside of the Toledo game. That's the only one.
0: Coming up, we play What's the Chance? Speaking of, what's the chance Jamal Williams rushes for 100-plus yards? But next, we have Jeff Benedict, New York Times best-selling author. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Happy Tuesday. It is.
1: We're so happy. Yes, we are. Because we're going to be in San Diego Saturday, so that's a great thing. True statement. So happy.
0: It is time we refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Today marks bowl game practice number four for BYU football as they continue preparation for Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl, December twenty first. And just as he has all year, offensive coordinator Ty Detmer wants balance, and that starts with establishing the run.
1: You know, we're going to go in and try to establish the run, and and then uh, you know if they're down in the box, we'll we'll throw it. So you're always in that mode of taking what the defense gives you. Post-practice interviews with me, Ty Detmer, and others, uh, potentially, on Facebook.com slash Sports, 1.30 Eastern. Uh, we're everywhere. We got you covered. Uh, Spencer and Jeremy do a tremendous job on <laughs> BYU Sports Nation. They're about as good as I was in
0: 1990. Not bad. Not bad. You tell me which one is the real Ty Detmer. Jamal. Eric Jamal. Mika is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after averaging 22 points, 8.5 rebounds, 5 assists. As a center and two blocks a game.
1: BYU playing Illinois in the United Center Saturday. Big game for the Cougars. Cougars in the NFL, highlighted by Monday Night Football. Dennis Pitt of the Baltimore Ravens had four catches, 18 yards. Kyle Noy four tackles for the Patriots. Patriots won 30-23 last night. Author uh, Jeff Benedict is in Foxboro, and he'll join us in like... Two seconds.
0: (laughs) Yes, two, one, and now Jeff Benedict is on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, New York Times best-selling author and friend of BYU Sports Nation. Jeff, welcome back to the program.
3: Good morning, guys. Good to be back.
0: I hope you survived a very chilly night, Monday Night Football in Foxborough, (laughs) watching the Patriots and Ravens. Very cool scene. Uh, Before we get into the particulars of the BYU alumni and whatnot, how was it uh, as a Monday Night Football experience overall?
3: I think it was, uh, you know, it was, it was everything you'd want in a Monday night football game. It was December, two, te- two really good teams, uh, cold weather, uh, Christmas season. You know, a lot of people dressed up like Santa Claus. It was, uh, <laughs> you know, you could see the, the, uh, the air when people breathed. It was just cold. And uh, a great, New England's a great football area. And I, I was talking to Kyle about this last night before the game. You know, about how lucky he is to be playing in New England. Um, it's such a great area for football. <clears throat> and plus, New England's got the, basically had a dynasty going with Belichick and Brady. And, you know, they're clearly the class of the NFL. And I think it's just been great for Kyle's career that he ended up in New England this year, right now. I mean, before the game, there were a lot of pros there, uh, ex pros. Uh, the whole ESPN crew was there last night. Uh, Boomer was there. Everybody came for this game, and one of the things that a lot of the guys were talking about before the game was that it, you almost take for granted what's going on in New England right now. This team is so good, and they've been so good for so long. And you've got Tom Brady, who's 39 years old, and he's he's he should be the MVP of the league. And I, I think it's uh you know it's it's pretty great for someone like Kyle Van Noy to have got traded there in the middle of the season, and he's now getting to play and show what he can do. He really didn't get to do that in Detroit. Um, And New England's really using him for what he's best at. And he's getting to rush the passer. Uh, He's in coverage. He's doing the things that he showcased at BYU, where his real talent set is. And Belichick and the Patriots are using him that way, and he's, he's really doing well.
1: You've had lots of conversations with uh, Kyle Van Noy. Uh, what's what has it been like uh, for him to be on the uh, Patriots squad, which, in my opinion, is the second best team to my Seahawks, oh, Jeff?
3: <laughs> I think you know. Look, I, I think it's when you go to a game at that stadium, uh, especially in a, a nationally televised game like last night, you can't help but notice it, it's it's pretty overwhelming uh, when Tom Brady runs out of the tunnel. Uh, And never mind for the start of the game, I'm talking about for warm-ups. When he runs out of the tunnel, the stadium goes crazy. You look in that guy's eyes, and you can see, like, this guy is different than everybody else. And it it sets a tone, and then there's Bob Kraft roaming around the sidelines. Bill Belichick, it's like zero degrees, and Bill Belichick's out there in his shorts. (laughs) Um, This this team is built to win championships. And I think for Kyle to walk into that – I mean, he's coming from Detroit, and Detroit's got a good team this year. But Detroit does not have a history of winning. Uh, they have a history of losing. And um, you, you've now come to the class of the NFL, and I think, you know, he's, he's in there. And he's, he's fighting for playing time. He's getting playing time. And, but it, it takes, I think it takes some time for this to settle in. It's, it's, not, it's, it's almost analogous to moving, you know, to a brand-new place where you don't know anybody and you don't know the history, and you're the new guy in town. And he is all of that, and he's he's around some of the biggest superstars in the NFL. And uh, but he's you know he's finding his footing, and he's making a, a solid contribution.
0: Jeff Benedict, uh, New York Times best-selling author, contributor for Sports Illustrated, and friend of BYU Sports Nation, with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, joining us after watching Monday Night Football between the Ravens and the Patriots in Foxborough last night. And you mentioned, other than Kyle Van Noy, there were a lot of former players, including Steve Young, who was there with ESPN on the sideline, not to mention former BYU players Dennis Pitta and DeAndre Wesley in the game for the Ravens. What were your observations watching all of these BYU guys interact with each other and play against each other last night?
3: Well, you know, the reason I was there, actually, was I was there with Steve because we were doing some interviews with uh, NFL.com and the NFL Network for – uh, promoting his book and I was giving out books to fans which was a ton of fun um, but one of the things I you know one of the observations I had which was really nice was to see Kyle and Steve you know get a little bit of time before the game and it's you know here on the one hand you have a guy who's in the Hall of Fame uh, and you know is now an analyst for ESPN and then on the other end is a guy who's who's pretty new to the league He's not a rookie anymore but you know he's at the beginning of his career and so here are these two guys talking from uh, the different perspectives and steve is always great with younger players Um and, and it was just uh... i don't know for me having written about kyle both in sports illustrated and in the system and certainly written about steve in his autobiography it was kinda uh... it was a good moment to see those two guys together uh... kyle's a student of the game for sure and, uh, and I think Steve's a great teacher. You know, all you have to do is listen to him on TV, and you can tell he's, he's a great instructor. You know? um, and he's, he works really well with younger guys, and he always goes out of his way to, to reach out to the BYU players around the league whenever he's in a city where there's a player.
1: QB, my life behind the spiral, just made the New York, New York Times bestseller list. Congratulations on that. That is very cool. How, how has the reception been the past few months?
3: No, it's been great. Uh, Steve's book came out October 11th, and uh, so it's been it's been over two months now. He's worked really hard to uh, to promote it by going to uh, signings around the country, and the Monday night thing has been great because uh, we spent a lot of time together over the last five years working on the book on Mondays, and now to be going back to a lot of these stadiums. One of the things I've been doing, which most writers don't get to do something like this, but I've been bringing books to these games, boxes of books, and giving them out to fans. And it's, it's pretty fun, especially now that Christmas season's here, like last night, giving books away, especially to children. It, it's really great to see a kid clutching a book, you know, that's about a guy that played before they were born. And uh, there, was, there was this group of kids there last night. They were probably between 12 and 14 years old. And they were all screaming, you know, John Stephen Young, John Stephen Young. And uh, they they wanted him to come over and sign books and and autographs. And one of these kids goes, you know, you're my favorite player of all time. And Steve, you know, said, how do you spell my first name? And (laughs) the kid goes, J-O-N. So clearly he really did know his name. (laughs) And And, uh, I don't know. I I just thought it's been really interesting to see fans around the country you know we've done this now in seattle we've done it in new york we did it last night in foxborough where we've given out boxes of books to fans and the, the fans really love it they resonate with steve and i think it's just because of the way steve played but also because of the way you know he treats people it's it's been a lot of fun
0: jeff how is steve reacting to the success the ongoing su- success i should say of the book
3: well, I mean, we've talked about that a lot. I mean, I think in some respects he's surprised because uh, Steve is uh, hes pretty humble, and I think he always was skeptical of how uh, people would react to his book and him writing a book so long after he retired. You know, he's been out of the league, what, 16 years. Um, will people even care? And I, I think it's been, and, and that is a risk when, a, when an athlete writes a book that long after retiring. Typically, you, the publishing industry wants a retired athlete to do his memoir within, you know, a year or two after retirement. Steve waited a long, long time. And, uh, but I, I think what he's seen from this, which has been great, and all you've got to do is go on Amazon and look at all the reviews that readers are posting, and you can see BYU fans, 49ers fans, Dallas Cowboy fans, people who have written these great reviews about Steve and, and a lot of it I think stretches back to the fact that there's a carryover effect for how people feel about him going way back to when he was a college player or a pro player. He was always good to people and people remember that, including, you know, opponents and fans from opposing teams.
0: Jeff, great stuff. We appreciate the time, know how busy you are and uh wish you luck in your future endeavors. We can't wait to see what happens next, my friend, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you again soon.
3: All right. Merry Christmas, you guys.
0: Merry Christmas to you. Jeff Benedict on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
3: John
1: Stephen Young.
0: How do you spell my first name? J-O-N. Oh, okay. I'll I'll sign that book. That's really funny. How will the outcome of the BYU bowl game affect your view of the 2016 season? That is our Twitter question today at cot underscore BYU football says if they give it their best effort, win or lose it, we'll just be icing on a great season. 12th bowl game in a row. That's one thing we haven't talked about today. Nah, they gotta win. We gotta beat Wyoming. Right up next, Cougar whip round. But first, what are the chances Jamal Williams runs for a hundred plus yards? Jamal. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out live in Studio B. If you happen to miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation live like today's, then, well, you missed a 2-on-1 interview with Parker Daw, including his ode to Wyoming wanting to steal one of their their cowboys, steal one of their horses and ride off into the sunset, and our conversation with Jeff Benedict, New York Times best-selling author who was hanging out with Steve Young and Kyle Van Noy during Monday Night Football last night. Great stuff. Watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern or download the podcast.
1: Tonight you can watch, uh, after further review, 7 Eastern time, uh, Bravid Nogan and Dane McFaller. McFowler break down the 1984 Holiday Bowl in San Diego against uh, Michigan. That game won BYU the National Championship.
0: Thirty-two years and ago, if, and
1: if my parents had taken me to the game, I would have been there. I was in San Diego. I stayed at my aunt and uncle's house. They didn't take me to the game. That's one of the most because I was fourteen months. Old.
0: Compelling things you've ever said. If my parents if my, would have had taken, taken me, me to, to the, the game, game, I would have been there. I would have been there, like <laughs> Ty Demmer.
1: <laughs> Instead, I was not there. Instead, I was sleeping.
0: How will the outcome of the 2016 BYU Bowl game affect your view of this season? That is our Twitter question, at HoboSita, chiming in. It won't, but it will affect my expectations for the 2017 season. See,
1: I want to live in the now. I don't want to push. We will push forward. We have to talk every day, so we will push forward. But after, we live in the present.
0: Why? The thing is, it's so long between games. yes.
1: Yes, how so, BYU fares against Wyoming will have little to nothing to do with how BYU will fare against Portland State. Amen, brother. Even LSU, it's you lose like twenty-five percent of your dudes, right? Eight months.
0: Yeah. there are eight months. So I, I get in I a get, full spring football. I and get fall it. camp. I get that
1: people want to push forward, push in the present. Okay? This is a different team. This team has Jabal Williams. He gone. He gone. That's right. Okay. And Chad Lewis uh, has a comment on the uh, how hungry uh, Jamal is mm. or not. They're hungry. <laughs> they're hungry. That's right. The Cougars. They're hungry. Oh my goodness! I love challenging the uh, audio board up. Yeah. <laughs> Come up with a certain drop. In fact, we have a new one from yesterday from Ken Pomeroy. Oh man! Do I have to pick? That's yes, a great you have one. to pick somebody. That's a great one.
0: BYU or Wyoming? Ken, who you taking? <laughs> Jamal. <laughs> yes. Ty's taking. Jamal. We know, we yeah. know who Ty Detmer is going. Uh. With. In fact, let's talk some more about Jamal Williams who leads us off for What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, What's the Chance? 100%. The power of percentages on display in What's the Chance. The power of integers. Number 1. Just in case you were wondering, guys, 256 days away for the
3: Portland State game. Not wondering? <laughs> yeah, you were. You were just asking about it. You're like making up dates. I was just telling you the exact date. 256. What's the
0: chance Jamal
3: Williams
1: rushes
0: for over 100 yards in the bowl game?
1: Uh, 80, 92%. Here's why. Wyoming stinks defensively, especially lately on rush defense. They gave up 690 to New Mexico. New Mexico runs an option with Bob Davies. Uh, so that bloated some of those numbers. San Diego State, New Mexico, UNLV. these teams have had success late. I think Jamal Williams will run for 150-plus in this
0: game. 99.9999999% that Jamal Williams rushes for over 100 yards in this game. Because you're right, Wyoming's defensive front, not great. They give up a ton of rushing yards. And listening to Parker Daw tell us that, and we, we've taken this personal, we want to run the ball right at Wyoming. In some context,
1: Jamal Williams has rushed for exactly 31 yards in each of the two bowl games he's running.
0: That's so crazy.
1: He will have at least 32.
0: He'll have 31 yards in the first quarter, you know? You hope so. BYU and Jamal Williams will produce a 100-yard rusher, and his name will be Jay Swag Daddy. Ninety-nine point nine 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 percent chance. number two.
3: What's the chance Tanner Mangum throws for two or more TD passes in the bowl
0: game?
1: I'll go 50% straight down the middle just because I don't know. Because I thought that Tanner Mangum would throw two or more touchdown passes against weaklings like Southern Utah and UMass. That didn't happen, right? BYU couldn't get the pass game going. So I'm interested to see how, how much BYU can do that. Because if BYU runs the rock effectively, don't expect Tanner Mangum to be chucking it all over the field. I want him to sling it! He's a gunslinger. He's Chris Pratt in Magnificent Seven. Minus the mustache now. So I'll go 50%.
0: I say 51%. Oh, topper. Of course I am. (laughs) Got a one-up Jerem, right? Classic. Here's the thing. I don't <laughs> think BYU will need Tanner Mangum to throw the ball a ton. I wouldn't be surprised to see him throw for, like, around 100 yards because I think they will be very effective.
1: That, they'd have to be very
0: Managing effective the on the clock, the
1: Like 300 yards rushing? the ball, yeah. I, I, 100 passing yards would BYU be weak.
0: has not thrown the ball a ton all year long because they the best part of the offense is the running game, and Jamal Williams is healthy. Your horse is healthy. You're going to run him a lot. But they're cowboys. They know how
1: to tame said horses, right? Really? Did they tame any of the good running backs that they faced this year? Let's just not compare them to a horse. That's all I'm saying. Against the, point the Cowboys? Is,
0: he's healthy. Cattle would
1: be worse. You're right.
0: They're going to run the ball. And unless Wyoming can effectively stop Jamal Williams, and I'm meaning like hold him to under four yards a carry, BYU's going to run the ball a ton. So, yeah, if Tanner Mangum throws for 150 yards and BYU runs for 300, success. Success. So I fun points. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think he'll need to chuck the ball a ton. Number three. What's the chance
1: two
3: Cougars this Saturday will have double-doubles versus Illinois?
1: Mm. Uh, I'll go 58.7%. I think that uh, Mika and Childs could do that. Yoli's averaging like a 9-8 and eight right now as a starter. So he's right on the cusp just about every game. If uh, he can get out in transition, get a couple buckets, that'd be nice. Clean up. Eric Mika, hopefully he's feeling better with a, a full week off. By off, I mean take finals. That's not much of an off. But he's a student athlete. <laughs> no, and
0: he, listen, he, he's a perfectionist. Like, I joked with him about, like, hey, C's get degrees. He's like, not for me, man. I, I care way too much about it.
1: He's world class, man. He oh, went ab-
0: absolutely. I'd say 20%. I don't think BYU uh, 20%. needs. 20%? Yeah. Ten, 10 points, 10 rebounds. 10 points, 10 rebounds, right? 10 plus 10 equals 20. Well, 20%. it could be anybody
1: with any double-double. It could be assists for uh, one LJ Rose or three J Haas.
0: I expect more of the same from this BYU team. A balanced effort. A bunch of guys close to double-doubles, but I don't. You know, I low percent that two guys finish mm. with an actual double-double. Mika is averaging 22 and 8, right? Yoli Childs is, ma- is averaging just under a double-double. Yeah. So to have two guys yeah. get over what they've been doing, which is already pretty good. I, I want
1: Yoli Childs to summon the spirit of Bill Wennington. And I want Eric Mika to summon the spirit of Luke Longley. And both get double-doubles in the United Center. <laughs> And for T.J. Haas to summon the spirit of B.J. Armstrong. Number four. Speaking of T.J. Haas, what's the
3: chance T.J. Haas hits three threes this season? Or on Saturday. This
0: season? Wow. That's
1: 100%.
3: 100%. 100%. No.
0: Uh, 93%. I'll, 93%? Yes. I say ninety. I think he's going to take a lot of threes, and he's going to make at least three for sure.
1: I'll go 76%. He
0: was four for five in his last game. He's feeling good.
1: Yeah, I, I hope that on a different court, on an NBA court, that we don't have the Staples Center effect again. Yeah. that was
0: bad. Ugh! Just find a way to beat Illinois. He's working hard. I know I feel that. the same way about BYU beating Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl as I do about the basketball team beating Illinois. You need the win. It would be a very disappointing loss. Not even close for me. Up next, Cougar Whip Around has everything else. You have to beat Wyoming. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLodge.com. Help if you need it most. Come on. It's time for the Cougar
1: Whip Around Football. Talk about practice, y'all. Practice number four for BYU as they continue preparation for Wyoming in the Poinsettia Bowl December 21st. We'll uh, have post practice interviews on Facebook.com slash BYU TV Sports at 1 30 Eastern.
0: 15 BYU Cougars make Phil Steele's postseason all independent team. Offensive players that Made the first team, our running back Jamal Williams and center John Karoma. Defensively, Sai Tautu, Logan Taele, Kai Nakua all make the first team. Johnny Linehan was also named first team punter.
1: Men's basketball. Dirk Mika is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. He averaged 22 points, 8.5 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 blocks a game last week. Good Cougars in the NFL. Dennis
0: Pitt had 4 catches for 18 yards for the Baltimore Ravens. Kyle Van Noy had 4 tackles for the New England Patriots. Patriots won 30-23 to last night.
1: Soccer. Women's assistant coach Chris Watkins is the new head coach for Gonzaga Women's Soccer. He has been with BYU since 1996, the women's program, and the men's program for almost as long.
0: Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Jerem, go okay. Chris,
1: Chris Watkins, he's been a tremendous coach for that soccer program, both men and women. That'll be a big loss for the Cougars.
0: How will the outcome of the BYU Bowl game affect your view of the 2016 season? Let's go to the Twitter machine.
2: You got tweets.
0: At Jelly Belly Kelly, fantastic Twitter <laughs> handle. Nice. We haven't won a bowl game since the last one in San Diego in 2012, so we need a win. Great first season for coaches, regardless, though.
1: Yeah, I just don't want to end on. Just think about this idea: BYU's last game, lost to Wyoming. How would the off season feel? It wouldn't. That wouldn't be a good feeling. BYU you needs
0: sh- to win that game. You've changed my opinion. The Wyoming BYU football game yep. matters more than the BYU Illinois basketball oh, game for sure because of the eight months off. Eight months of Wyoming having to beat dwell BYU. On that. Come on, beat Wyoming! At R. Scott Earle. Not sure it affects my thoughts on 2016, but it might make me hopeful for 2017. Another, another fan wanting to push it forward. It's interesting. Yeah. Live in the now. Elite tweet of the day from at Cisco Rue. A win would certainly help the momentum going into the next season and add to the legend of Tanner Mangum. I'm not sure the that legend? the legend. Wyoming can grow and with legend. A victory over Wyoming. Wyoming and legend. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like, no. if he throws a Hail Mary, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. That's about yeah. the only yeah. thing he could do, right? That's exactly right.
1: Well, he can do more than that. Come on. I'm just saying. Don't undervalue him. Don't le- add to the legend. I know. I'm just kidding.
0: Show on demand. <laughs> Download the podcast. Thanks to our guests. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Butch Ogawa.